Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host, Loving That Sports Talk. Co-host, are you with me, Chris? I'm here, James. Girl, Chris, we got a great show today. We got... Abe, Abe, you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing? How you doing, Abe? And we got Chris, we got Wayman, the prophet. You there, the prophet? Not so much. <clears throat> the prophet, prophetic again. <laughs> well, Chris, I kind of feel bad, you know, Wayman, Chris, for Abe. You know, we've been all over him lately. So I think I said I'll lay off him today. But we're going to get started on Wayman today, Abe, so you'll feel a little bit better, Chris. So all right. start it off. I'll start it off, Chris. Um, Wayman, uh, Abe, what's going on with the Washington Redskins? I mean, that place is right now. Um, I don't know if they're saying they're just, they're just destroying the whole team. Uh, they're talking about the owners. I mean, they get rid of their receivers. Um, quarterback Kirk Cousins finally signed that tension, that um, that um, sheet, you know. Um, God, Chris, what is it? His tender. Uh yeah, yeah, sign that. But, I mean, they're giving it to everybody. It's not like they're, like, trying to start over. I mean, because last year, there was uh, women talk. I think they were one game away of somebody from making the playoffs. But I don't know what's going on. Uh, you know what's going on, Chris? I, you know, I hadn't really heard too much about uh, him signing that, uh, that, that, that tender sheet. I mean, he's still... Yeah, kind of wanting to see what's going to happen before he really moves forward. That was the last I heard. No, he signed it. He finally signed it. So now, okay. But I don't know. Uh, hey, let's get all over Wayman. What do you think? Hey, what's going on in Washington? Man, I don't. You know, to me, it, it, it's kind of like they're uh, they're they're trying to uh, rebuild the team. Uh, but you know, it's, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't, I mean, it's like you said, they're getting rid of a lot of players, the quarterback, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what's, what's going on there. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's kind of, it's kind of touch and go, you know, uh, it seems like, but you know, it's it, it's it's hard to say how they're going to come out of all of this. Is 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 you know what I'm wondering. So hopefully they they come out uh, in good shape with a good quarterback and you know some some good uh, players uh, to make some plays. Mm-hmm. Wayman, that's your team. What, what's going on? All right, you know the Redskins are in good shape. Um, you know, what we did do is we let Pierre Garcon go, $10 million to the 49ers, and we wound up getting to Rail Pryor <clears throat> on a one-year, $8 million approved contract. So we've kind of addressed some of the, uh, you know, and, and obviously uh, Deshaun Jackson went as well, but we drafted Dotson first round last year. He didn't play. So we're hoping that we're still, I mean, we got Jamison Crowder. We probably have the best tight end in football um, when he's healthy and Jordan Reed. Uh, Kirk Cousins signed his tender. So even though 
the Redskins have been through some turmoil. Instead of what they've done in the past, which is spend a whole bunch of money in free agency, throw money after people that don't deserve it, they've quietly gotten two, two defensive linemen to kind of shore up the middle where they were weak. Um, they're not going off and making some huge, crazy trades. Kirk Cousins is still there, no matter all the drama that went on. So the Redskins are still sitting in pretty good shape. And I'm sure once the draft starts, they will address the defensive side of the ball. They were the one of the, if not the most explosive offensive team in the NFL last year. So we'll be just fine there. Uh, we just need to make sure we address our defense. You're talking about y'all fine, but, I mean, you look at Kurt. He's not happy, you know, and he don't want to be there. And if, if no, wait a minute, so how you saying y'all fine? He don't want to be there. And I don't stand a well, thing. I think said, I talked to he Abe. Said, he, so. he, said he, never, he said he never said that. Obviously, there's a whole bunch of speculation that he was going to get traded to the 49ers and, 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 you know, meet back up with Shanahan and whatnot. <clears throat> Obviously, there is some turmoil in that front office, firing the general manager, um, and what have you. So, uh, I'm sure he has a bad taste in his mouth, but at the same time, um, you know, they say money walks, or, or money talks, and you know it walks. And he hurry up and signed that $23.94 million franchise tender, and he's not going anywhere. So, Wayman, you, you said that everything's fine with the Redskins. If that's so, then why did they fire their general manager? General manager, you know, and, and, and they knew it was a risk coming in. And, and I, I really liked that guy. They said he was a player GM. Uh, he had helped rebuild both the 49ers and Seattle. <clears throat> um, he was instrumental in rebuilding both of those franchises. But, unfortunately, um, he's had a history of alcoholism. That's the only reason why. He was available when the Redskins got him in the first place, and it seems like he slipped back into some of those alcoholic ways, and that's why they had to part ways. He wasn't available. Um, the Redskins are still using his free agency board. So he did do some stuff uh, for them, and I think they drafted right. And, they, and, and, you know, the Redskins' drafts were not sexy. I mean, they were drafting defensive linemen and, 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 and linebackers and, and different things. Um he had them headed in the right direction. I definitely think that that is a huge loss for them. But, you know, unfortunately, his demons had caught up with him and he needed to go. <clears throat> go ahead, Chris. I'm going to leave that one alone with him because <laughs> I don't blame you. Folks that help. They yeah, that help. You know what? You don't put them they, got, they, got, they got two of tackles, one from, the, one from the Cowboys, Stacey McGee and Terrell McClain. They got a, a safety, which they needed, in DJ uh, Swearinger uh, from the Arizona Cardinals. They are being frugal, and, and they're doing what they needed to do. Now, like I said, I do say that the mess with their GM, you know, and, and obviously how they've handled the whole Kirk Cousins situation has not been good, and I think those two things are related. But I think, all in all, the Redskins will come out of this just fine if they draft well. Chris, before you go, I lie, Abe. I said I wasn't going to mess with you, but I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. you got to be messed with. I was going to say, if you weren't going to, I was. Yeah, I know. I just thought of it. I'm sorry, but I got to, Chris. Hey, what is going on in Dallas? What is Zekia Ella keep doing? <laughs> guy, this guy just got to come out. Don't get it. 
He just don't get it. I don't understand. You're the biggest name in football, and you're going out doing stuff, and you still got stuff investigating you with that late, that girl. You know what is it, Abe? Go ahead, Abe. Well, first off, I I just want to know. I just I'm just wondering if the Redskins are going to be good enough to beat the Cowboys this next coming season. That's what I was. That's where I was. What I was thinking, but but. You know, we, we might see if Ezekiel Elliott is, is suspended. It, 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 and if he if he keeps up his antics like he is doing, you, you, they just might be beat him. But you know, I, I don't know what these guys are thinking, man. These you know, uh, they start making a little bit of money and they get some some fame, and it's like. There's no, there's no, they don't, the rules don't apply to them, you know, and I don't know, I don't know if you guys saw, uh, as of recently, they were uh, at a, uh, what was it, a St. Patrick's Day parade, I guess it was, and he pulled that girl's, that girl's shirt. Yeah. Man, you can't be doing that. I mean, (laughs) you know, it's, uh, it's just crazy to me to, to think that, you know, uh, you, you, you think you can get away with something like that, you know? And uh, so the league, you know, from what I what I'm hearing is, you know, the league might might uh, find him for something like that, possibly. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's it's one thing, you know, and and they they tried to make the point that you know after he did that, well, she went ahead and, and she opened her shirt up for everybody to see. But you know, it's one thing if if she wants to do that. But when he grabbed her shirt, I think that was that was uh, that was a bad decision on his part. You know, and uh, and he could uh, that that could be something that uh, negatively affects him in the near future. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, it's just yeah, I don't I don't get it. But you know, it's like you were saying, James. Uh, what? what what are they thinking? You know, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Wayne, um, Ezekiel Elliott's going to go the same way as Terrell Owens um, and uh, and Chad Johnson. He can't. <clears throat> there, there's something not right there. Um, I'm not saying that he's. I'm not saying that he's a bad guy or a bad person, but this is not the first incident, obviously. His dad moved to Columbus because he said his son was naive or didn't understand or whatnot. So Ezekiel Elliott has been having trouble, which some of which has been brushed under the carpet since he has been at Ohio State. The issue that he's being investigated for by the NFL in regards to what happened to him previous and prior, it wasn't one incident. It was multiple incidents with females while he was at Ohio State. And then you pull down somebody's shirt. Now, like Abe said, if I want to pull off my shirt, pull off my top, that's my prerogative. Ezekiel Elliott, for whatever reason, and she looked at him, he tried to, and and, and if you watch the video, not only did he do it once, he went to do it again, and she slapped his hand away. Now, this is what he doesn't realize and doesn't understand as a young man, too. Uh, say that girl's dad watched that or yeah. 
um, one of her girlfriends watched that and said, you know what? This dude just now signed a contract for X amount of million dollars. I'm going to sue yeah. that dude. He, he pulled down yeah. my shirt. He just now sexually harassed me, which he did. What would his defense be? And he tried to go in again. Like, and I'm saying, and this is why I think he has issues. The average thinking normal adult knows that, knows that that's not something that you do. And he does not have it. Something is wrong with him, in my opinion. Something is wrong. Something is missing. Chris? I actually I just heard about it this morning when I was watching because I hadn't I hadn't heard about any that this issue with the shirt until today. I'm just first thing I thought is like, you know, I know that they have meetings with these players and they tell them what they should and shouldn't do. And why why is he doing this kind of stuff? You know, right. I I, just, I don't I don't understand. There's there's some mental defect with him. I mean. I, I think you're absolutely right, Chris, where yeah, they have meetings, they tell you how to conduct yourself in public, and imagine if I was already under investigation by the NFL, that still hadn't been cleared up, and I'm going to be on national TV pulling somebody's top down? Like, wh- what? You don't have it. Something is wrong with you. I'm not going to chalk it up as he's making dumb mistakes. No. Something is wrong with you. And something well, is wrong you, with you. Well, you made two good points. One is if I seen that my daughter on that, I'm like, heck, heck no. I don't care if, you know, you know, but second thing is, you're right. People sit back and go, girl, you get paid off that. You know what I'm saying? And oh, yeah. People sit back and think about that, you know, because this world now oh, yeah. is a new country now. Everybody's suing everybody. And she can sit back, come back two days later, it don't matter what, you get you a million dollars. And what, like Raymond said, what's going to be his defense? Because right. he's right there on camera, you know? And, he, and like I said, he did it twice. Not only did he do it once, he did it twice. He slapped his hand away. Um, and if I'm a lawyer, I'm, I'm, I'm going to reach out to her. I'm, if I'm a lawyer, yeah. if I had my law to do right now, I would have that girl's number on speed, dog. Yeah. I'm getting me some money, some Ezekiel Elliott money. But she won't be the, she won't be the, uh, the first one or the last one. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And Jerry Jones, better, Jerry Jones better never put his phone on silent with that dude on your roster. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wayne, yeah. you know all these crazy people like that always on Dallas. Yeah, I ain't saying nothing to you, but hell, he's on your team. <laughs> See, now, if, if it wasn't for these guys doing this crazy stuff, man, you, uh, you guys would still be on the Redskins, right? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe there's there's still more cowboy stuff out there. Oh man! <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. So, tell me something: Are the Cowboys going to trade or release Tony Romo, or are they just dangling him out there, just having all these other teams, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, just just foaming at the mouth, just thinking, what could they do with him? What could they do with him? And then they're just not doing anything. Abe, what, what, what's going to happen? Well, you know, that's a, that's a really good question, you know. Uh, and from what I've read about, uh, you know, Tony Romo and the whole situation, he's, uh, he's really in no hurry, you know. Um, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's not about if, it's, it's more of when it happens, uh, I think, for him. And, you know, uh, 
I, I think, you know, that the teams that, that he wants to go to and that are interested in him, you know, they won't make those, those uh, appropriate moves until they actually release him. So, uh, you know, he's kind of in this uh, crazy quarterback limbo uh, right now that, uh, you know, it's like uh, he's, he's, he's a, a, a still a Dallas Cowboy, but how, for how much longer is, is the question. So, you know, uh, nobody's, I don't think anybody's really going to, uh, you know, make, you know, any moves uh, or, you know, really talk about what they want to do uh, with Tony Romo until they, that, that day actually happens, you know, until they actually release him. And then they say, okay, well, you know, let's, let's start looking at this a little more seriously and, and see what we can do to acquire him and, you know, how, how can we utilize him on our, on our, our, uh, on our team. Wayman, before you go, Chris, um, we got to take a break. We'll come out with hear what Wayman got to say, but we'll be right back with Tony Romo and the Cowboys and ZK Ellis. <laughs> internet flagship station for sports voice america sports want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience tune into sports info um with daryl oliver and sam sword we'll talk about the drafts play-by-play and even what's happening in the offseason daryl and sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past present and future we'll cover the camps on and off field and everything else football and beyond sports info um is heard mondays at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific on the voice america sports channel check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in host jd harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans former players owners execs and coaches while inside the man cave you do whatever you like we won't judge we'll even go beyond sports to talk technology current events and entertainment tune in every wednesday at 3 p.m pacific time 6 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel internet flagship station for sports voice america sports you're hooked up with loving that sports talk james loving and his guests want to hear it from you call us at 1-888-346-9144 that's 888-346-9144 or drop an email to loving that sports talk at yahoo.com now back to the show this is shame chris wayman the eight uh, we left with um, Chris asked a question about Tony Romo. Before you answer that, I just have to get back one more time and say, you know, you look at these players, and, and Abe had a point when we was off the air talking about maybe he was going to say, you know, because he's young. But I don't care how young or what, you just don't put yourself in that situation. I mean, you guys agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
you can't do that. You can't do that. And, and you know, under no circumstance, football player or not, money or not, you, you, you can't do that. You can't operate like that. Chris, I mean, you're a woman. What would you do and what would you be thinking? Uh, first of all, I'd be shocked that some man, you know, don't don't no matter who it is, was trying to put, you know, pull my shirt down. I'd I'd be shocked first, and then I'd be pretty upset. I'd I'd do more than just slap a hand. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, go ahead, man. I'm sorry to cut you off, but about the Tony Romo thing question. Now, you want to repeat the question, or do you know it? Yeah, I mean, you know what, what, what's what's going to happen with Tony? Tony is he going to be traded, released? Like I said, the team is just kind of dangling out him out there, and te- other teams are foaming at the mouth, like you know, can we get him? Can we get him? You know, what, what what's uh, going to happen with him? Uh, Women? Dallas, Dallas. Uh, Realizes there's no there's no trade market for Tony Romo. Um, I, I've read articles that said the Broncos and the Texans, which are the only two logical destinations, so he will be playing for one of those next year. And and I said that last week, but I, I don't think he's going to be a Bronco. He's going to be a Texan. You look what the Texans did. They traded Osweiler. Um, they only have Tom Savage on their roster as of yet. Tony Romo, for all intents and purposes, will be a Texan next year. I mean, otherwise, the front office in Houston is going to get fired. I mean, they did that in anticipation of Tony Romo uh, playing there next year. Now, having said that, nobody is willing to trade draft picks or trade anything for Tony Romo because, quite frankly, he's he's not worth them. Nobody's trading anything for Tony Romo. They know Dallas has to release him, and like Abe said, they're just waiting for him to be released so that he can become a Texan. Well, okay, so so you talked a little bit about, you know, the Cleveland situation, or, or about Osweiler. I mean, did you guys see that coming for him to even be traded to Cleveland of all teams? I, I, I sure didn't. You know, I was surprised. I knew why they did it, but now now they're they're looking stupid because... Here they got rid of a of a quarterback, and you know now they don't have one in place. But but Osweiler to Cleveland? Did you see that happening, Wayman? Oh no, I don't think anybody did. I think it's a smart move by both teams. Um, you know, obviously Houston gets to move on from a huge mistake. Obviously they had to pay him the upfront money, but they move they moved from that. Cleveland wound up getting draft picks essentially from Houston. And they have to absorb his $16 million salary for this year. But after this year, Osweiler is gone and off their books. And so it, 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 was a, it was a good move, smart move for both teams. It's probably the only time I've ever heard of such a situation in the NFL because, you know, in baseball they do it, um, not so much basketball either, but it, it was a salary dump. You, know, you don't see that in football. You overpay someone, you live with it. Houston somehow because they threw in some extra draft picks, we were able to persuade Cleveland, which is rebuilding their team, to absorb that $16 million hit for draft picks. So I think both teams uh, walk away from this situation as a win-win. Abe, did, did you see this happening? Yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of figured that, that they might try to, to get rid of them uh, one way or another, you know, because it, it just wasn't working out for them. But, uh, you know, I just I didn't know that 
that uh, he would end up with uh, Cleveland. Uh, so it's it's kind of a shocker, you know. It's it's kind of kind of a uh, a shock to the system to see you know him him end up there. But who knows what they will uh, ultimately do with him, you know? So that's, yeah, that's, that's another yeah. question. Come on, guys. Y'all know that's got to be the worst trade ever. If he was at Horrible in Houston with that team they had, what makes him going to be better with a sorry team with Cleveland? You know, <laughs> oh, they, had good, they had a good oh. team in Houston. That's why they no, got him. Cleveland, Cleveland is not planning on Osweiler being their quarterback. No, don't get don't get it twisted. He's, he's not in Cleveland to start any games. I mean, they, they're thinking that Cleveland's probably going to draft a quarterback. I've heard reports today that Cleveland may still be in the works for Kirk Cousins. By no means will Osweiler take any snaps in Cleveland. They are trying to trade him. They've been trying to trade him since they got him. They essentially got him for more draft picks. But Osweiler will not be suiting up and throwing passes for the Cleveland Browns this year. Nobody will take that trade again, I guarantee you. Oh, I don't they did it for draft picks. They, they they don't want Osweiler. Like I said, it was a salary dump. And so they picked him up. They're not planning on using him. They're, they're talking about a fifth-round draft pick for a, a quarterback-needy team. Cleveland is not looking to have Osweiler be their quarterback, as is no one else. So um, they didn't do that because they thought that <coughs> Osweiler is their quarterback of the future. Hey, look at this way. It'd be good for Dallas backup. Dallas ain't got no backup, right? Uh, I don't know well, about still, that. They still got Mark Sanchez. They do got Sanchez. They got Sanchez. <laughs> oh, boy. Which is, like, which is like having no quarterback at all. So. Or, or, right. either that or, 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 or you have a, a defensive team's <laughs> dream come true. Right. So. Right, right, right. Wow. Okay, so Jordan Cameron, you know, recently announced that he was retiring. Uh, he was a tight end with the Cleveland Browns and Miami Dolphins. He was asked a common question that a lot of players get asked, and, and the question is, do you love football? He came back by saying that a lot of players don't love football. You know, most play for other reasons. You know, he went on to say that football gave him a lot. He enjoyed the competition. But every single guy talks about the locker room and how much they miss, miss that when they're done. But hearing this, you know, for, as a fan of football, a fan of players, you know, a, a love of, of, of watching football and, 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 and playing sports myself, you know, I always played it because I loved the game. I was very competitive. And, and to hear this from a player that I actually I enjoyed watching, it really it, it bothered me. You know, this man's been paid millions of dollars, and to hear he never really loved football. You know, how does that? How does that bother? I mean, does it bother you, or what does that say to you, uh, what, Abe? What, what do you think? Well, it's it's kind of like a slap in the face, you know. I mean, it's it, it's you know, you think these guys are out there because they have a love of the game and, and a passion for the game, and and they want to win. And you know, it's you know, it, it, it's like you said, uh, a lot of them are doing it for other reasons. You know, it could be money. It could be you know, a, a number of any other things, but, you know, it, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of discouraging to hear that, you know, because, 
you know, from, uh, you know, week to week, you're, you're, you're sitting there glued to the TV, watching these guys play football, rooting for them. And, you know, it's, it's like, it, you, th- you know, now you're thinking to yourself, well, does this guy really want to be there? You know, is, is this guy, uh, is he really, is his head really in the game? Is, is he, is he, uh, is he just there for the money or what is it? You know, it's, so it, it's kind of, kind of discouraging to hear that. Wayne, Wayman, what do you think? Oh, I mean, I totally understand it. I mean, I, 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 football, unlike any other sport, I, I really do think that <clears throat> you have to have a passion for it and you really do have to love it. Um, to play it. You know, I had a coach here at the University of Wyoming and he explained it to me like this. He said, you have the shortest season. Um, you're, you're, you're at most risk for injury. Um, and, and you play outdoors in the elements, unlike any other sport. So, so you're going to get beat up. It's going to be a short season. We don't have, you know, a draft like baseball, a developmental league like basketball or hockey or any of these other things. You are literally throwing your body at people um, the entire time you're out there. And, and, and you'd have to be crazy or have some type of mental defect to do that if you didn't actually love and, and really have some passion for what you're doing. So I, I can see, though, some of that passion dissipating. Um, anybody that's played sports at that level, even playing sports at a collegiate level, know that um, they treat it like a business. And, and, and you're treated like, like property. And, and so I can see where some of that passion over time would dissipate. Teams don't care about you. You can be cut. You can be traded, uprooted. Um, no matter how much loyalty you've had to one team, no matter how much. And, and he's had a history of chronic injuries in his, his professional career. They don't care. You know, it's, it's, it's what have you done for me lately. And so, um, I think everybody comes into that league for the same reason, and they have the same passion, drive, determination. But once you see how you get treated, and, you know, I had a roommate. We were doing a drill here at the University of Wyoming, um, and he tore his ACL in the drill. And I remember that, I almost said, I remember a coach saying, get him up on his good leg and get him out of my drill. And and for me, that was mind-blowing. And, and for me, it also put things into perspective. Um, if you can't play, if you're not healthy, they could give a damn about you. Um, and so I made sure that I took care of my body and went about things the right way to make sure, you know, that, that I was a viable entity. Um, but, but you do lose some of that passion. You do lose some of that drive, realizing that something you, you love, that you enjoyed, you had passion for, for other people. It's just a way to make money, and you're a means to to an end. Dame, I, I I really you know knowing what we talked about you know last week with uh, with the with the wide receiver from from Cleveland, I and 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 someone who really had to you know you, you had to work hard for the for the NFL. You you had to really bust your hiney out there to 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 make it, and and I, I'd like to hear what you have to say. Oh me? Yep. Yeah, well, yeah, I gotta say, I, I'm almost, I'm like Will Wayman saying, you gotta look at it as a fan, as as a player. You know, 
back in, I don't know, I could say when I watched the Cowboys, I was a Cowboys fan, that was the love of the game. They was out there playing. You know what I'm saying? You never heard, and you tell me where, guys, and think about it, where you heard a guy, oh, he's holding out for money, you know. He ain't not coming to training camp. You never heard that back in those days, did you, really? You know, I never really hear that. Did y'all remember hearing that? No. You know? Now you see, and Wayman Hill, it's a business, and these guys looking at it, it's not the level of game no more, because look how the game changed now, football. And I said, oh, it's a power puff league, you know, not like this. It's a business now, you know. The people, the owners and all that trying to figure out, okay, how can we keep these guys on the on the field longer and playing longer and so people can watch TV longer? Uh, everybody talk about the refs making calls, you know, but it's a business now. It's not the level of football no more because it's all about money now. You see, guys, I got to get paid, plain and simple. Well, what how, one guy said he ain't had enough money to feed his family, $17 million a year. How much do your family eat a year for $17 million? <laughs> I just don't get it, but it's, it's not the love of football more. And it's not even the love of watching it no more. Because now all we watch is like, okay, they paid off all his money. Everybody wants to see him dimmer, see him do bad because he left dimmer and got paid all his money. And we watch it so we can see him, hey, he ain't worth 20 something million. That's all it's about now. You know, it ain't about, you know, hey, such and such plan, and he's playing for $20,000, you know, and out there running busting his butt. You know, a guy told me, he said, um, they paying me $700,000 a year. That's how much I'm going to play worth $700,000. I'm not playing $800,000 worth. So I'm going to give them $700,000 of effort. What? You know? So the love of the game is gone. Even watching it as a fan, you know, watching the game and the game has changed. And all these new rules they put me in and all that. You're not the love of football no more. You know, they talk about they lose them viewers in the NFL. People ain't, yeah, because they changing everything. Everybody holding on. You got this guy making $30 million, then when he get out there, he got one sack the whole year. So, I mean, it's, it's just, but it's that's how it is. People are making money off of you, um, and, and they feel they're entitled to to some of that money. You, you're, you know, you, like you said, you're playing, um, you know, a 16-game season. You add preseason in. Um, your your career is short. Uh, the average lifespan of an NFL player is less than three years. You have to get as much as you can, as quickly as you can. And and I don't I don't mind somebody holding out for more money because look at look at what the Patriots do the Patriot way. They're not going to pay you, so you can you can bust your hump. You can do everything the right way. Um, keep your mouth shut. Look what happened to Wes Welker. Tom Brady took a pay cut so that they could re-sign Wes Welker, and they lowballed him. So do I have a problem with a, a player trying to maximize what he can get in the shortest amount of time? Of course not. I mean, you, you have to go out there, and it's a business. So, no, you didn't, you didn't have players holding out before, um, but you didn't have the NFL making $8, 9000000000 $10 billion a year TV contracts, making you play on Thursday, and all these other things that are putting your body at risk and harm. And obviously we know about the CTE and brain disease and, and concussions and everything else. You know what? I'm only going to play this three years. I got to get in, get as much money as I can. You know, and, and I did have some passion for it before. I got to make my money and get out, man. It kills me. I go on bars and I hear people talking. What is he sitting out for? He's making enough money now. Why got yourself more money? If you at your job and they tell you, you know, you want more money. You're going to sit there and say, no, I'm just going to take the last. No, you're going to try and get more money. 
And that's all they're doing. They're making it a business. These guys, they go, what they doing? Blah, blah, blah. They're making $17 million. They should be, you know, it don't matter. It's a business for them just like it be at your job. When you want to raise, you want that raise, you know. And that's how these guys are looking at it. This is a job. They're going to use us as workers, so we want to work and we want to get paid for our work, you know. So everybody Hi, James. It's entertainment. It ain't entertainment no more. Football is not. Sports not entertainment no more because the price is too much. Hey, hey James, real, real quick, but but you you gotta pay. You gotta pay to to play. And like I said, you know, you can, you can talk about somebody holding out for millions of dollars. These owners are making hundreds of millions, if not billions, of dollars a year. So it's easy to get mad at these players. It's it's easy to say, you know, this and this and this and that, but. Um, you know, your own likeness in the NFL does not even belong to you. You got people making money off of what you look like, your jerseys in the bookstore or um, in these sports stores. They don't make money off of that. That's NFL licensed apparel. You remember Peyton Manning when he was doing all those commercials, he couldn't come on TV with a Colts jersey on. He, he, he had a replica, something that looked like a Colts jersey. The NFL owns that. And the NFL owns you once you step foot and start making money in the NFL, they own your likeness. You can't even put on your uniform and your helmet when you play in the NFL. So from a player standpoint, you got to maximize your potential when you're in there. It has nothing to do with their passion. Um, but, but, but you realize once you step foot in there, that it's a business. And, and so that obviously is going to take away some of your passion. It's a bit, they treat you like a business entity. If you're no longer useful to that team, you're gone. So why wouldn't I try to maximize as much money as I could while I'm there? You have to. You'd be a fool not to do that. Well, we got to take a break. When we come back, you know, we're going to uh, just got more questions. But, yeah, you're right, though. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, NFL, Phil, you can't move good, to. I remember when I got hurt, they put me in the back locker room. I wasn't in the locker room. With the, you know, everybody heard they put up. It's like, you're not with the team no more. You know, I'm like, wow. They had no more use for us, you know. So we'll be right back after the commercial break. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. So, uh, we've all heard the news that Eddie Lacy, former running back with Green Bay Packers, signed a one-year contract with Seattle Seahawks. Remember last week we were talking about who they were going to pick up for a running back? Well, now we know it's Eddie Lacy. One thing they wrote into the contract was a weight bonus. Basically, Lacy will receive an incentive if he hits his target weight. I've heard that they want him in like the two, 240s pound area. Right now he's at 267 pounds. We know that when he talks, yes? Sorry about cutting you off. You're crazy as all. But before you finish that question, I'll make that last. I want to comment on that Wayman that uh, Abe said that was real good, Chris, about that move Invincible, about the love of the game. You're right, Abe. But at that time, Wayman, back in then, I was telling Abe at work, I said, Abe, you was allowed to walk off the street to trial for an NFL team. I told Abe, when I was with Philly, we had 19 receivers. People was walking off trying, you know. They they stopped that rule. Remember that? Now you have to be like college, and um, you got to get in with through college or uh, agent. They was letting people walk off and um, on, walk on teams and try out. So and I think when you said in that movie, that guy it was a strike year, right? So that's how he was able to go try out. But you got because it was it was 1976 that um, that it happened. But yeah, it was a strike year. And I think you remember Chris when I was a Philly. It was so many receivers. Remember Chris? It was me. Oh, it was crazy how many were there. I told Abe, I said, there was only taking one receiver, you know, out of 19. I mean, you had Chris and Mike Quick. You had Greg Garrett. It was already, Ron Johnson. It was already on there. So it was like 15 more of us. One of us was going to make it. That was crazy, you know, but that was the love of football. You look at it. People coming off the streets and short the play. Now you got people now with all these fancy agents and, you know, wait a minute, you know this way, man. <laughs> That's some people that get in trials that shouldn't, that other people should. Am I wrong or right, Raymond? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, because but, you one, know, the school they... Your agents and who, where you played, and all that type of stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I just want to throw that out. You made a good point with that, Abe, because that is a good move to watch and to see how football was back in the days. And that's how football... It was, and it stopped that way, you know. So, but go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry about breaking. Okay, not up. a problem. So, let's go back and 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 Eddie Lacy, you know, signed with the Seattle Seahawks, and they added into his contract a weight bonus, basically trying to make him hit his target weight. And he had a problem with it, you know, for for a year or so with the, with uh, Green Bay. Um, he's at 240 right now. They want him down, or I'm sorry, he's 267. They want him down in the 240s because apparently 240 is his optimal best playing weight that he does. Um, we know that money talks, but is this the right way to go about doing it? Abe, what do you think? Well, 
you, you said they want him to drop weight. Is that right? Absolutely. If you remember, um, when he was with Green Bay, you know, he, near the end of the season, he was, I think he only had like 700 and some yards. Um, was yeah, it 2015 and, and, and or something he, like that? he lost weight and he came back, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so, he, I mean, it, it, you know, if, if he's, you know, uh, the leaner he is, I mean, the faster he's going to be. Uh, but, you know, uh, at, at the same token, you know, these big guys, they're going to they're gonna hit the hole and... and <coughs> You know, they they might be able to run somebody right over, you know. So, uh, but, you know, I, I think they want they want him uh, agile. They want him quick. They want him fast. And, you know, I think that's that's the best way, like you said, is at his optimal, optimal weight. That's where they, they want to, that's just, they want to target him and, and utilize him at that, at that weight. So uh, I think it would be to his advantage to, uh, to try to make that or get as close as he can to that. But if you also remember, um, with, with, with him, you know, he's, or, or, or with, with, with Seattle, you know, Seattle's huh. offensive line does not make holes. They kind of suck. Yeah. So it's up to him to make the holes. That, and, that, anyway. and I think that's why they want him, they want him fast, right? Yes. Yes. All right. So, Wayman, what, what do you think about that, you know, the, the remark about him having to, to lose weight in order to play? Well, we, we've just now talked about how, how people are motivated by money in the NFL, and so um, it would be in his best interest, obviously, to, to cut that weight. And not only for the money that he's going to make, I think it's $5.5 million, uh, with the Seahawks, but this is the rest of his career. Um, he's not been able to make weight, one. Two, because of that added weight, he's been very injury-prone. Um, he's mm-hmm. injury-prone the whole time that he's been there in Green Bay, and some of that they've attributed to um, his weight. And so if he wants to continue playing in the NFL, he's going to have to prove not only to the Seahawks, but after this one-year contract he signs, that he is able to maintain his weight and be disciplined enough uh, to perform and, and be in game shape. That, that just goes back to a lack of discipline. If you can't, you know, we talked about Ezekiel Elliott earlier. If you can't manage your diet, manage your weight enough, and they're paying you millions of dollars, then you don't deserve to be there. And, and, and that's where he's going to find himself uh, on the outside looking in if he doesn't get that weight under control. Right. Right. Remember well, that happened when um, Kobe Bryant got on Shaq? Remember when he, like, oh, he came back uh, out of shape, all fat? Remember that? When him and Kobe and Shaq came back, you know, in the season, out of shape. But, you know, he's like, we make too much money for us not to be in shape when camp, you know? Ain't no way, you know? So... I, I I think um, Lacey had that problem before because he had it at Green Bay. So I yeah. think, you know, he just he can't help it. You know, he just he can't play at that weight. You know, and yeah. I think they're going to figure it out. You know. He's either going to figure it out or he's going to wind up out of the NFL if he can't get. I mean, this is his last chance. Yeah. He's on his yeah, he's done with, with Green Bay. They let him go. And Seattle's only giving him a one one year. Guaranteed contract. If he can't get his weight under control, 
you know, he's he's gonna be back in Alabama somewhere coaching high school football or something. Right. Um and, and, and it has been. You you gotta be disciplined right. enough. They're paying you mil- millions of dollars a right. year and you're not disciplined enough to do what you need to do to to, to, to play. Right. Yeah. And I agree with you. This is last time, so I guarantee he don't make it through the season with them. I guarantee that's too much. You know, I, I heard on the radio that it's kind of funny. They said they had the beast mode. There now they got the feast mode. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of laughed at that because I just heard about it today too. So that was kind of funny when I heard that one. You know, kind of took me off a little bit off Dallas Zeke Elliott, but not not that much. I didn't light up with the age of their work. <laughs> He he stayed away from me today, Wayne Man Chris. He stayed, I couldn't find him at all. I called him on the intercom. He didn't show up. <laughs> maybe that's uh, Zeke's problem. He's uh, he's just a little too passionate. Oh, passionate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> all right. So I don't know if you guys heard, but all charges against Darrell Revis have been dismissed. Apparently, what happened was one of his childhood friends. You know, came forward today and said that he is the one that that uh, with it had the altercation and punched the men out. Chris, Chris, yes. Stop it. You know, Darrell paid that friend. I understand. That's what I'm saying. I I get it. <laughs> That's what I'm coming uh, to. Me, so so okay, now so so Regis is or, or sorry Revis, he's a free agent. He's 31. He still wants to continue his NFL career. Do you think a team is going to take him? Wayman, what do you think? He'll definitely be on somebody's roster. He won't be there next year as a corner. He'll he'll kind of go the way of uh, Woodson when when Woodson uh, wound up playing um, the Packers and the Raiders as a safety late in his career. I think that's uh, that's where you see Revis. And, and and I'm not saying that it's right. What just now happened, but. That that shows you you have somebody in your camp that's willing. Those are the type of people you need to roll with. I mean, you, you OJ would have been not OJ. I'm sorry, but uh, Barry Bonds would have been in prison if he didn't have that one friend that wouldn't give him up. That guy went to jail, was held in, in, in contempt, and everything else because he refused to roll over on Barry Bonds. And in the same way, Darrell Revis has the same type of person in his camp who 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 bit the bullet for him, like. Uh, Love said, I'm sure that his pockets are lined with money, um, and, he, and he'll take the hit. Mm-hmm. But the real Reavers will be playing for someone. Um, his legal charges have gone away, so there's there's no reason not to to pick him up on your team. He is a Hall of Fame player um, who's made a lot of money and probably winds up with a team uh, that's trying to win a championship. So, Abe, what do you think? Well, I I think maybe, you know, he's got maybe one, maybe two left in him, two seasons left. But, uh, you know, the fact that uh, that he, uh, you know, that, that, that this kind of came about the way it did, you know, I, I got a, a little story to tell about when I was younger, you know. This is back, you know, when I was a kid. I had a friend of mine that got caught with some marijuana and, he wanted to, to put the blame on me, and, and I said, you can tell them whatever you want, but if they come and talk to me, I'm going to tell them, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. I, this isn't my stuff, you know, because 
I, I just can't, you know, and he promised me this and that, and I said, no, nah, you know, I, I just, I, I'd rather not be a part of it, you know, and thanks and, and no thanks, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just crazy, you know, and, 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 you know, hopefully the guy, uh, that took the fall for him, uh, you know, got, uh, got, uh, good, uh, got a good, nice little check or whatever, you know, who knows, I don't know what it is, but. Hey, Abe. Can I ask yeah. you this question? If that was Dora Reavers and say, hey, Abe, take that pot, would you do it? Would you did it there? Man, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> not, not for a million, Abe? Not for a million? If Darrell Reavers said, you know what, oh, hey, man. Hey, I'm going to take, take care of your kids. I'm going to take right. care of you. Go ahead and take this Go ahead and take this rap for me. I mean, you got to look at what, what's right and what's wrong, man. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't think I could do it. I will say, Your Honor, I tried to call you last night, but your phone was busy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, look at this. Chris, that's a good one, because look at this, Raymond. And, um, what happened with Michael Vick? He sold his cousin them out. He let them go take that. They was going to take that blame. If he would have told them, you know, I'm going to get y'all a lawyer, I'll take care of y'all, but Michael Vick, didn't want nothing to do, and then because of trying to call him, hey, you gonna help him? He want to help him. That's why they turned on on Michael. All Michael had to do was, hey man, you know, I make a hundred million. Take that. They, they'll do ten years anyway. Take that time. You come out, you got two million apiece. But Michael Vick tried to act like he and and turn his back on the like, Wait a minute, uh uh-uh. uh. But that's what these guys doing. They had these fall guys, you know. And I think Chris Carr said it. Chris, remember that one time he like. These guys have fall guys. So when they get in trouble, these guys take that fall for them. Plain simple. You know? And I don't know about age, but, you know, that lady that uh, Miller who took that million, I probably took that million, too. <laughs> so I think I think uh, a lot of guys are doing that for these guys now, taking that, you know, taking the blame. And, you know, say, hey, I'll sit for, you know, what, six, seven months. You know, come out, have a little bit of money, you know? Maybe maybe Ezekiel Elliott needs to get somebody else to pull shirts down then. Maybe he shouldn't do it himself. He needs to get a fall <laughs> shirt guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, guys, we got our music, but thanks again for a great show. And, uh, Abe, get a hold of your boys, Abe, because I'm getting tired of you boys me at work. <laughs> 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 thanks again, guys, Chris. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 